Welcome back to Brews with the Homies, but we have a special name for this episode now. Since uh, we're talking sports, it's Sports with the Homies. So, of course, you know, it's the playoffs. And uh, for the playoffs, we decided to bring uh, K to Classic back. And Gabby, how's it going, everybody? Hey, guys, I'm ready for the playoff series and talk basketball with y'all. Oh, yeah, you ready? Kev, how you doing? Uh... I'm doing great. Happy Easter to everybody out there. Yeah, happy Easter. Easter. <laughs> yep, uh, happy Easter. <laughs> been a fun, it's been a fun two days for, uh, well, we're recording still while games are going, obviously, but it's been fun so far. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And uh, since we're already kind of talking about the games right now, it's the halftime of the Bucks and Bulls, and uh, the Bucks are up by, I think it is like 10 right now, if I'm not mistaken, or eight. Yeah, it's eight. But uh, we just I came off up in those situations, but, yeah, continue. but, but we just uh, we just came off of probably the most exciting game this weekend. Uh, Jason Tatum and the Celtics uh, hitting a game winner at, at the buzzer. And uh, so what do you guys what do you guys take away from that series? I mean, let's go ahead and start off with that, because, I mean, that's the series that I'm going to be the most excited about to watch. So, uh, Kev, let's go ahead and get what your thoughts are. Uh, well, I hate to start with promo for my pod early in the in the ongoings of this pod but uh we did an episode on those winners uh so check us out um we did an episode where we kind of went over my favorite matchups and instead of us going over every series uh we um we picked each each of us picked uh three of our favorites and this was obviously number one for obvious reasons because it's probably uh the highlight of you know since they've made it the espn abc game you know because espn only got one game today they did most of the majority of the games yesterday it was definitely to be going to be the one that everybody paid attention to and it did not disappoint with game one i um takeaways takeaways um the the nets played well enough to win this game and What is happening? What do you mean? What is happening? There you go. Sorry, I uh, heard stuff in the background. Apologize. Oh no, um, you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nets play well enough to win this game. They're gonna kick themselves. Kyrie Irving had one of those. You can't guard me. He was talking to somebody. I don't, did, you guys caught the game a little bit of the game, right? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Did. yeah, we did. He was. Okay. Uh, so during he was the game, going back, and it was a certain fan on the on the left corner. Uh-huh. He was going back and forth with. So it, it was weird because there's videos circulating right now of Kyrie giving some fans the double bird and then right after that yeah. drinking their tears. And, like, at this point, like, Kyrie, you're the one that said you wanted to close this chapter, but you're the one that keeps antagonizing it, bro. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Play basketball. Oh, whoa, whoa, Like, if you, if you want to turn <laughs> a new chapter, like, bro, stop playing into it because the more you play into it, the more you, like, bite into it, the more that people are going to react. And that's what everybody wants from you. And right now, like – it's funny because uh, we're at uh, Gabby's family's house and we're kind of talking about this. Kyrie is probably right now the number one villain in the NBA. I agree. Uh, just the most non-likable guy in the NBA? Yeah. Like, everybody, like, Kyrie's a hell Wait, of a ball player. I, 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 can I, now I got pushback on this. Yeah, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Do people like Pat Beverly? No. No. Hell no. No. People don't like Pat Bev, but like Kyrie, it's more like it's it's basketball and then it's outside of basketball. 
Pat Bev True. is strictly basketball. So like True. when I say Kyrie's the most hated, I say for like the whole his whole vaccine status, his whole how he went about it. Like Kyrie the whole season has been nothing but like talked about. It's just like the whole Ben Simmons thing. Like I was I was just about to say so so while Kyrie is definitely first team all villain in the NBA, I think we got a lot of candidates. If you go with James Harden, there's a, there's a whole group of people that don't like James Harden. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, kind, I'm think, kind of included. Go ahead, I think yeah. the Nets are the super villain like team. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to talk about collectively, yeah, then I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so like you know, Kyrie, like you said, Kyrie had a phenomenal game. He played 42 minutes, had 39 points, five rebounds, six assists, with no food in his stomach and no water. Yep. Four, four steals, one block. He shot 60% from the field, 60% from the three-point line, 100% at the uh, free throw line. So, And, like, Kyrie balled out. Kyrie had one of those games. I was making the joke, like, before the game, is Kyrie going to have another one of his Boston uh, playoff performance where he shoots the ball 27 times and <laughs> only scores, like, what, 12 points? <laughs> Right, but he he actually showed up and balled, and you know what? I can't wait for game two because I feel like now with the videos re- circulating on what Kyrie oh, was yeah, doing and everything, even, even yeah. So I um, I just I think like you said, this is definitely out of the first round matchups. This is going to be the most exciting one. The two yeah. and the sevens are actually fun on both sides. Yeah, they both are, and it's funny because uh the two and seven. And it's funny that Kev mentioned Pat Bev. On the other side, it's the Grizzlies and T Wolves, mm-hmm. and yep. I would say that's the next exciting series. Is because I, I I don't know. It's always cool to see the young teams go against each other, and you know, it. I feel like they're both equally matched on that side when yeah. it comes down to the Grizzlies and T Wolves. I picked I picked the T Wolves in that series. I picked I think I picked them in like seven, if I'm not mistaken. I picked the Grizzlies. Hey, I picked the T-Wolves in six, if that makes you feel any better. I want the Grizzlies to beat them because I'm rooting for the underdogs. I I hate the T-Wolves. I picked Wolves in six, yeah. Um, I think, the, I mean, I, you guys want to talk about that game now? Or yeah, just, let, <laughs> yeah let, let's, let's talk about that game I don't want to jump now. around if we're not going to, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's, jump, let's go into this because, Kev, here's, here's my question for you. And you you already kind of took the uh, answer answer from me. So you said T wolves in six. Yeah, that's what I picked. Did you pick the T wolves in six because of the Grizzlies can't guard Anthony Edwards, or what's the reasoning behind it? Uh, my reasoning. Um, well, if you want my real true answer, it was to be different than Jarrell and Jesse. But I do <laughs> stand by and believe in my pick because. I do feel like it's young teams, and especially teams that really haven't done anything. They have to get punched in the mouth. They have to, they have to have that sort of pain. And I know everybody likes to bring up stats about like after All Star break, uh, um, the Boston Celtics have been the the best team in basketball. But right behind them after All Star break was the ten Minnesota Timberwolves, which gave me cause to believe that this run that they've been on is real like they've been blowing teams out defensively uh and you know as much as i'm not the biggest pat bev guy on the on earth anyway but i i think he has somehow left positive reflection to like as far as cat likes cat's been a different player he's he's instilled this kind of confidence in anthony edwards that he got anthony edwards believing he's 
I don't know, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> you, you, well, um, you, okay. And and it, it's it's weird. I, they they feel like they're supposed to be here, which they you know by their play they should feel like that. But they feel like they're not just here for a story. They feel like they can make a legit run in the Western Conference. So, I, I, I to kind of give you a different answer, to what you gave. I picked the T Wolves because John Morant hasn't played basketball in a month, and and, he, and strange enough, he was not the issue yesterday, and he was not. But the biggest thing is I noticed about the uh, what I was telling Gab when we were watching the game yesterday, and I was telling her I said the issues with the Grizzlies is who's the second best scorer on that team? Is it Desmond Bain? Is it Dylan Brooks? Is it Triple J? Like we saw we saw it yesterday. Those three guys I named Bain. Brooks and Triple J, like they all struggled. Yeah. And with the T Wolves, I mean, yeah, D'Angelo Russell struggled, but you had Anthony Edwards that led it, led the charge with what, 36 points. You had Cat with 29, and then Malik Beasley coming off the bench with 23. Like, right. and that's with D Lo having a bad game. Now, if you have D Lo that has a good game, and Anthony yeah. Edwards that has a good game, and Cat has a good game, oh, that this series is out the water. And it's kind of tough. To, I yeah, just want to say this point because I want to make a shout out to to somebody that uh, you and I both know, Dustin. Uh, after that game, because I didn't be honest with you, I didn't watch every dribble of that game. I was out uh, out and about for Easter, so I can watch these games today um, on Sunday. So um, I caught a glimpse of a lot of it, but I didn't catch most of it. But I just I knew the game ended, and I just remember getting a text from Charles uh, from uh, six five nine. <laughs> Of course, anything that's do anything with Carl Anthony Towns, I, I get a text seconds after the game and says, what you got to say about Big Cat? And I'm just like, um, from what I read and from what I saw, he wasn't even the best player on the court. It was Anthony Edwards. But, you know, if you want to shout out Big Cat for playing well and doing what he's supposed to do, unlike what he did in the playing game, you know. Yeah, so not foul out. <laughs> to, yeah, not foul out. To be honest with you, Kev, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns did have a couple moments in that game where it was kind no, of no. Like I saw. Crucial, I mean, I, I saw crucial. the dunk on Jared Jackson. Yeah, that was he had a couple of plays that kind of changed moment, the momentum. Man. You know. Yeah, yeah. And like that's cool. I thought it was really cool too that they were talking about uh, the bet between uh, uh, the dads between the dads, Cat's dad and uh, yeah, Norman. that moment was dope. That that was, that was cool. dope. That was actually really cool I, to see. I'm gonna that, give you guys a. I'm gonna give you guys a quick uh, social media. Um, foresight into the future on father's day the nba is going to repost that 110 million percent oh of course they have to and i i, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the end uh, like the main event is that game for father's day moving forward yeah continue so like i was just kind of looking through the box score i mean like like i said cat played 42 minutes he didn't i mean he he shot the ball well he shot it 61 percent from the field Three pointers was forty percent. Free throws, free throws came down to it at the end. The yeah. uh, the T Wolves shot eighty eight point nine percent from the free throw line, while the Grizzlies shot seventy four, which isn't bad. But if you look at that, that kind of plays into it. I mean, you have, let's see here, you have Morant that took twenty free throws. He was sixteen to twenty. You have Brooks that took ten free throws. He was seven to ten. Like everybody made their free throws like they were supposed to, but. Uh, at the end of the day, the Grizzlies just didn't have the didn't have the power to stop anybody to stop uh, 
Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards looked like a grown ass man out there. He reminded me of a young LeBron when he took it to the hole every time. Like he was just bulldozing like through everybody. But we can keep going. And he was hitting his threes. Yeah, too. he was hitting his shots. Yeah, I, mean, from I, there, I saw a step. I saw a step back working really well. Yeah, and I, that's when he gets going. The T wolves are tough to tough to stop, man. Because he he he's I I would say he's the. Uh, He's the momentum guy for him. If he gets going, I, he just – everybody starts rolling from there. Yeah. And it was cool to see because, like, earlier in the year, I saw a video of Anthony Edwards that got the ball and started dribbling, and Cat didn't even make it all the way past half court before he started walking back. Now to see the kind of the change of Cat setting the screen for him, Cat calling for it, and then them working together, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to see the progression throughout the season of that because i mean that was happening when the t-wolves were struggling at the very beginning of the year when d-lo was hurt so yeah. it's kind of cool to see them in this spot now to where they're already up one game against the uh the Grizzlies. i watched them a lot during that stretch when d-lo was hurt obviously i you know we watched uh nba during the, the uh the regular season a lot and with my blazers uh you know being the number one tank team so i didn't watch a lot of blazers basketball <laughs> down the stretch i watched a lot of timberwolves after all-star man and they look like I said. They look legit. They look. I'm not. I don't like a lot of people are kind of surprised about what they saw from them. And me, I was just like, no, this is kind of who they are. Yeah, I just feel like it took the T Wolves so long to like get to this point because Cat's what like gonna be in his seventh year. Yeah, and this is his seven. second like playoff. So yep. I mean, this is a long time coming for him. And I mean, he's proven himself like as a player himself, but like to have these guys like around him now, you're like, yeah. okay, like, and they're actually the highest scoring like NBA team. Yeah, yeah. They like, scored I mean, yeah, the Boston most points. Run. Yeah. So my question is, are we going to know this playoff run for Anthony Edwards led T-Wolves or Carl Anthony Towns That's led T-Wolves? Because the last playoff appearance, and it's funny because everybody from TNT, ESPN was like, oh, the Jimmy Butler-led T-Wolves. And I was like, ooh, man, that kind of stings, you know? Cat was the longest tendered person there, and then the la only thing that they're bringing up from your last yeah. playoff run was Jimmy. Yeah, but because it, it wasn't Cat. It yeah, was Jimmy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it but was Jimmy that year, for sure. You're 100% you're correct. What I'm saying is Cat going to be the one that is remembered for this playoff run? Or is I it honestly don't Edwards? think so. I think it's going to be Anthony Edwards. I yeah. think it's going to be the second-year kid who's really, like, putting his statement. Like, he dropped 49 points, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Try to go for 50, but it didn't pan if out. If Cat's your – like, uh, I love Cat. Uh, it's Despite what Charles thinks, that bum, um, <laughs> I – Despite what he thinks, I Carlin Towns is you know on the short list. He's probably like the fourth best big man in basketball, which is saying something because we have so many really Wait, good. You, big you men. said you said fourth. He's our he's like the fourth or fifth best big man. If I really just think about it. Yeah. So we're we're gonna take out uh, Joel and Jokic because so, that's one A and one B. Sure. Who who who's the who's over Cat? Uh, there was a player that was very, very hurt this entire season. His name's Anthony Davis. I'm not ready to give him the crown over that guy until I completely know Anthony Davis can't. Is, is, I agree. He's hey, not it, better than AD. If it, we're gonna, if all things are right. considered, if full, if we're talking about full strength cat versus full strength Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is still better. 
Yeah, you're you're right. I I totally forgot about that guy because uh, <laughs> see, man, I, wow, I can't believe I forgot about Anthony Davis. <laughs> see, that's the problem, dude. And that's all right. Already, I agree with I agree with Bill Simmons. Anthony Davis was not to bring up the Lakers. Anthony <laughs> Davis will have a revenge season next year. Nah, fair revenge season. Nah. He got to be healthy enough to be out for revenge. <laughs> you know you know when it's bad when you've been missing time, when you get the nickname Anthony Day-to-Day Davis. Like, that, that's pretty bad. But the kind of let's kind of move over to the uh, – from the playoff race from a little bit. We The NBA a couple hours ago announced the uh, NBA Awards finalists. So we got the top three for all the categories here. Um uh, so we're going to say, you guys want to get the MVP conversation out the way now, or do you want to save that for the end? Save that you. for the end. That's the last right. award. Let's, that let's save it for the up. end. So coach of the year, we'll, we'll start off with coach of the year, because this is a very interesting topic here. Because the three finalists you have is uh, Tyler Jenkins from the from the Grizzlies. You have Eric Spoelstra from the Heat, and Monte Williams for, from the Suns. And to be honest, all three guys are pretty much deserving on this, but I really do got to say Monte, Monte deserves this. And if Monte doesn't win, I would say Tyler Jenkins definitely deserves it for the job that he's done with the Grizzlies. Y'all know I'm biased. Y'all know <laughs> I ride for Spolstra, but I do, think, I do think Monte's going to win back-to-back coach of the year because what he's done with his son's team there's a reason why they are the best NBA team with the best record, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think everybody believes Monty, like, because Monty won last, like you just said, Monty won last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree. Uh, but man, uh, if we want to talk about, uh, J.D. Bickerstaff for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know they didn't make it. They didn't do really well towards the end, if you want to talk about the end. But this is coach of the NBA regular season. Yeah, The Cavs were supposed to be dead in the water. Nobody believed in that team. Nobody thought that team was going to be good. And they had that team playing really well. They were hanging around the the, uh, the four or five for a long time during the regular stretches for the regular season. And I give credit to that, especially for young teams that have no no expectations. Yeah, I mean, before, I mean, at All-Star, we were talking about who should have been on the All-Star team. If it was Darius Garland, Jared Allen, which they ended up both being on there. But nobody would have thought of that at the beginning of the year that Jared Allen and Darius Garland would have been on the yeah, All-Star like, team. Yeah. I don't think Garland should have been you gotta on give, there. But and you got to give discussion. the praise to J.B. Bickerstaff for that. Yeah, you got to. And definitely shout out to the Cavs organization for that. And now, the, the as – as uh, Prince LeBron would say, uh, the doors never closed on Cleveland. So uh, if he goes to Cleveland, that, that's going to be wow. interesting. He's going to burn his jersey for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> I only call him Prince LeBron because I, I feel like this year was probably the most I've ever seen him pout, cry, and just complain to everybody. So oh. he, he, he rightfully deserved that nickname. Speaking of complaints, you know myself. who has been complaining a lot, like to kind of go back a little on a player we've already discussed? Cat has been crying a lot oh, on yeah, every yeah. single call. And he's I'm tired Luka, of it. He's not looking bad, but he's getting close. And he's getting there. So kind of, we're. I'm going to get this part out the way so we can get the uh, – he 
Heat Nation out of here for a little bit. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Six man of the year. So Dude, the three yeah. finalists is uh, Tyler Hero, Cameron Johnson, and K Love. And uh, are you guys even serious? Hey, <laughs> are you guys even? Are you kidding me? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Jack Harlow line here. My boy from South Beach, uh, Tyler Hero. That he guy. That. He, Let he me won. tell you, this entire season, man. And now that Miami has moved Duncan to the bench, like for once in today's game against the Hawks, Duncan Robinson could be freaking six man of the year with this one playoff game. Turned into an inferno man, again. What the hell was that? Eight for turned nine from three inferno. pointers? Leading scorer? Dude, he even had a four point play today. Hey, I know what the I know what the, I know what the, the Heat are doing. They're 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 starting that trade market going. They're raising the price for his trade for next season. Hey man, get that extra what ninety mil or sixty right. mil off the books. And right. You got enough money to keep a uh, Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. <laughs> keep some of these uh, role players. I mean, shoot. I, I mean, don't see Vic. I don't see Vic staying there. But continue. What are you talking about? I, I mean, I don't either. It's really hard to keep a man who can't stay healthy. Um, but he's looking nice right now. Um, and there's really a reason why, like, Tyler Hero, like, why we didn't get James Harden, because we weren't giving up Tyler Hero. And now look at what that man's doing. And, the, and, that's, and, and at that's a much good. cheaper rate. And look, if sure James do. Harden's going to be the, your fourth best player on your team for play in, in, in the, you know, we talk about another series, but uh, if he's going to be your fourth best player on the court, you guys, you're going to be all right. You're going to win a lot of playoff games, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um. So are we all kind of saying Tyler Hero ran away with this award here? Yeah, he's the second he ran away best with scorer he ran on away the with Heat. This award. I, hey, what, I got you. I got you. I feel the shade on that one. All right. <laughs> all right. We're, we're gonna move on to the next one. This one, I feel like it. It. It's on more of a preference here. We're gonna go with Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. You got Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Evan Mobley, and. This campaign for Kate Cunningham to be uh, rookie of the year is absolute dog shit. Like, bro, you're on the Pistons. You didn't win many games. Yeah, you put up numbers, but uh, I, I view uh, what you contribute to your team to win. And I, for the beginning of the year, was saying Scotty Barnes. And uh, my opinion got changed right after All-Star. And uh, I went ahead and changed it to Evan Mobley. Uh, Mobley was if not the was the second or third most important player on his team and uh once they went once See, he went I down this. i can, can i want to can i interject please yeah go ahead <laughs> since when has rookie of the year been surrounded about winning like what i hate that that we change the goalposts on shit like this this is this is what makes me mad rookie of the year is supposed to be for cuz obviously you're getting drafted to a team that's not good like very seldom very very rare you get a rookie like rookie of the year comes from a team that's actually really good and that's we had true. that with the Cavs this year or whatever and and, and we had that in two and, and with scotty barnes as well like very rare so you know just super rare but like when did we when does it matter about record rookie rookie of the year has never been about a record and it shouldn't be about record. it should be who is the better rookie that season so so my question is who's the better rookie this season I think it's Kay Cunningham. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think, I think Kay's going to be, and, and and this is going to be one of the best draft classes probably of all time when it goes said and done. I'm I'm putting my stamp on it. 
as far as how deep it is. Not by, I'm not going to compare it to the Jordan or the LeBron or the AI and Kobe draft. I'm not. You're just talking about how deep the draft. We're going to talk about how deep this draft is. Like those ones have star power, and some of those are actually deep as well. But this one, this draft is deep. So um, I think Cade to for me is going to be the best player out of this group. So I think in. Yeah, I know he had a slow start. The Pistons didn't win a whole lot of games, but I saw some stuff in K where we're just like, okay, I think, I think you could be a number one. Okay, I, I I see where you're coming from on that. I I don't know. I just feel like when you have, uh, a, like two guys that made the playoffs that have been big contributors to your team, I feel like that kind of outweighs what you put up for number wise. But I feel like this I, is the I, year when people picked uh, Malcolm Brogdon over freaking Joel Embiid. Yeah, and they were complaining about his games, and I got pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> Gab, like, what's your thoughts? I think Mobley, honestly, because yeah, he, none of them are bad. Like, they're all great. Yeah, true. And you know, like Justin said, like two out of three of these guys are in the playoffs in their rookie season, and like Scotty Barnes, I think, is a monster for rookie of the year. When? Yeah. This, yeah. This well. Yeah, because two out of three of them made the playoffs. Okay. I think that's what, like, you know, it comes down to. Because, yeah, Cade, you know, he was – he had, what, like, triple-double a couple of times. But, again, like, it's Detroit. So <laughs> – This ain't the bad boys. Man. So, we're going to – I'm going to change it up. I was going to save uh, most improved player for the second to last one. We're going to move over to the defensive player of the year. So, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, it comes down to M- Mikael Bridges, Rudy Gobert, and Marcus Smart. And Why are we calling I, Rudy Gobert? Oh, well, I, it's better than Rudy Gobitch. I call him Rudy Gobitch. <laughs> so, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stand with my boy Draymond Green on this. How the fuck are we going to give the Defensive Player of the Year to the guy that can't be on the floor in the most important parts of the game? I don't and, agree with that either. I love uh, Draymond, too. It's, I love his pod, by the way. Great pod. It, yeah, it, it is a great pod, but I'm on that hill with Draymond Green. And to be honest with you, I, like, I sh- I'm i probably the guy that has probably crapped on Marcus Smart the most, but what he's done this year for the defensive wise. What's your wise, people, Marcus Smart? I just, I always, that's the first, I'm going to save that for another time, Kag. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I think that long? This, yeah, I just think Marcus Smart this year has really proved, like, He's a guy that can guard one through five and that he's willing to take the best assignment and kind of – and That improve. five is not Joker and uh, yeah. Mead, yes. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I just I just feel like I'm more confident with Marcus Smart out there on somebody better than Mikel Bridges and Rudy Gobert. Like, at, at the end of the game, like, if I have to have somebody shut down somebody, I'm more comfortable with Marcus Smart. Okay. Um, I, I don't, th- we, we agree on this one. I, I, um, I'm, I'm sick of, uh, Jackie Mullen said this on, um, she was on a uh, hoop collective. Um, I feel like it, since the game is so guard wing oriented, it, we should have more wings when defensive player of the year besides Kawhi Leonard, a player like Kawhi Leonard or the year Dennis Rodman won, or, you know, even further back, obviously when Gary Payton won. Um, if a player like Marcus Smart, who 
when he came into the league, he you know he was one of those players that they 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 always make fun of and they say you don't have a position because he wasn't really a point guard, he wasn't really a shooting guard. Yeah. Um, I think what he does on defensive, like what he does on defense, like he's literally one of those players that, like today when watching the game today, when he uh, a lot of plays, I just watch him. I won't even watch the ball because everything he does is just like you know pun intended smart on defense it's just like he makes he makes the right reads and i know he's a flop artist he you know he flops all the time and that that's the only thing that bothers me but he it, he sells it he gets the calls he, he does he does what he does i think he's so i you know we can go with the thing with draymond if draymond would have played all, all you know most board games he probably would have won oh yeah but i think it is marcus smart and i and that's no disrespect to bridges because he does what he does defensively, and he does carry an offensive load as well. Um, but I think Marcus Smart is the best small guard defender in the league. He's not named Drew Holiday, and he can guard wings as well. So, I I got I you on that. Um, Gab, yeah. I think it's Marcus Smart too. I mean, there's a reason why like he's been NBA All Defensive twice, three times. Yeah. Um, and like for the size that he is, yeah, he guards one through five and he guards every position really well. Like with Rudy Gobert, you're seven feet, bro. And you have the freaking size of hands, like of a giant, like of literally like Jack the Beanstalk, like freaking Bigfoot. Like if those were the size of his hands. So, I mean, I'm tired of him winning it. I really am. And, um. I don't know. I guess I don't really watch Mikael Bridges too much, but for him to be on this list, like he must be a good defender. I mean, I think um, my boy got snubbed, but he hasn't been healthy the entire season, so it's okay. Uh, here we oh, go with the Heat. Yeah, here we go. Oh yeah, what the Zach hell? Lowe, he went on Zach Lowe pod like a month ago or so, and he was talking about how he felt like he should have been in the race, but he just. He missed too many games. Exactly. Yeah. And he also guards one through five. And yes, he does. He's, he's, he's a true he's guard nine. one through five. He's he's literally one through five. Yeah. And I do have to say, Kev, you did bring up a good point about Marcus Smart, about how he's not really a point guard and how he's not really a shooting no. guard. Um, I just there. The, remember, remember like 10 years ago, that used to be a negative thing. They used yeah. to be tweeners. Yeah. And the best part about it is now that's what basketball has kind of moved forward yeah. to. And, like, to kind of get off a little bit of topic here, that's been the huge debate recently of all NBA teams because this year uh, voters were allowed to put Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic all on the same first team. And everybody's like, well, that team would never make sense on paper or ever. And I was like, yo, I get that. But when you have players that are that dominant, you have to put them on on the list together. Am I right? I totally disagree with you. I see, and I also fall <laughs> under the same category as ben, as Bill Simmons. He said this too. I want to put a team together that has the best players at the best positions yep. and make it to a team that makes sense. So I can see both sides of the arguments. I personally feel more of the Bill Simmons side of things of like, hey, I want to put it together for all team, first team, second team, third team, a team that would make sense. There's been years where Hakeem Olajuwon's been on second team All NBA. There's been teams where Patrick Ewing was having an MVP season, MVP season, and he made second team All NBA. 
like it it's been you can go through our history like it's it's happened Carl Malone like Tim imagine the years where it was Chris Weber playing at a high level Tim Duncan KG all these guys playing at high levels and KG makes third team all all NBA like it's just it's just it's just you know tough it decisions has to be made it's such yeah. that like I agree with so to bring a bill again um I think legitimately they, they should do it this way, and, and I hope so. So one of those two players between Joker and Embiid is going to win MVP. Uh, we already have – the consensus is going to be your boy. Um, I think they should have Joe be all, uh, all first-team All-NBA. All if he's if, if Joker's going to win MVP, they should put Embiid as first-team All-NBA and then put Joker second team. That's that, my opinion. That That's would start politics. the biggest shit show on Twitter. Ever, I I just hope you know that, and I feel like that's what you want. That's politics. That's I know. It's it, it, that's the, the that's how I feel though. It's just those those two were just so good this season, and uh, Joker dealing with having his second and third pl- best players uh, not being available for the entire season and still being able to have his team. Hey, Kev, it's be the a, best a score. Seed. Look, I'm giving your flowers. I'm giving yeah, you flowers. Yeah. Well, no, see, <laughs> I'm. I'm I I was gonna save that for the MVP conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got I got a little ice, so I, I, I kind of want to do sure that. You you can have that. And yeah. and Joel and B literally dominating, looking like a mixture of Shaq, Tim Duncan, and, and James Harden with his flopping. yeah. Some some uh, when James Harden was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there, Kev. I, I'm gonna people don't want to count the off court stuff, but I count yeah. the off court stuff. Dealing with Ben, having your a max slot being unavailable and you just carrying that team like that, that weighs on you, man. Yeah. So like, I, I know people are talking about Joel and B crying and stuff, but he, he, in my opinion, he had a right because he didn't ask for what Ben Simmons is doing. Like that shit is trash tip. Anyway, yeah. He said, but, I'm not babysitting. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off right there. I'm gonna, Cause yeah. you, you, you've already rattled some good bullets off for MVP conversation. We still got one more. We got the yeah. most improved player conversation. So uh, I feel like out of these three, I'm okay with any of the three winning. It's uh, Darius Garland, John Morant, and DeJounte Murray. I'm cool with any of them winning them. I really do think John Morant's going to win just because out of out of everybody on there, he is like in the MVP conversation. He's also has this better record out of everybody there, and his numbers improved from last year. So like to me, it just is a no-brainer from there. But he's like going to be – number five or six on MVP ballots, I don't think he should be most improved. I, it, it, again, this is my opinion. Yeah, but if you're on the MVP, like, if you're on the MVP ballot and this is your first year being on it, and then this is also your first year being eligible for most approved player, like, to me, like, it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, no offense to Jante Murray, but you, you improved, but your team didn't make it out of the play-in. And same thing with you, Darius Garland. Like again, what does the most improve have to do with winning? Somebody's awards are exactly. winning. But, but here here's my thing though, Kev. I I look at how players affect their team, right? And sure. I really feel like these three players have affected their teams the best ways that they can. I look at the stats. There's one stat John Morant's good at. There's a stat that Darius Garland has better than Jaw. There's a stat that Murray has better than all three. At the end of the day, I use winning as the deciding factor when everything is like tied. That's how I break it down as. Okay. So like when I say, hey man, like is winning 
like John Morant has a better record and all that. That's the one thing yeah. that I hold one over the rest of them. Like all of them deserve it, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wish all three of them can win it. Like, cut that shit in half or cut that shit in thirds and give it to all three. But I, it's yeah, tough. Let's make everybody mad. Yeah, that just, let's just <laughs> let's just make everybody mad. Let's make everybody <laughs> mad. But wh- who are you thinking on the most improved player? Um, I, I mean, obviously, I think it's sh- I, I I like Dejounte, but can I say an honorable mention? That's not yeah. that, that for whatever reason. I mean, I guess I know why because they're. T- Team poorly, poorly, poorly uh, didn't improve. Why wasn't Malik Monk name brought up in most improved when he went? He was in Charlotte bench, uh, didn't play a whole lot because of Terry Rozier and uh, the emergence of uh, some other players on the roster. And then he goes to the Lakers. I know they underachieved, but Malik Monk had like two thirty-point games, and I know a lot of it was down the stretch. Or uh, I think he had four. If yeah, the Lakers did more than underachieve. Malik man. Monk tur- literally turned into the third best Laker on the team. He, Malik Monk played a lot of the stretch, especially uh, uh down the stretch when they was trying to make a run. Um, he is probably going to end up being uh, uh, priced out of what the Lakers pay for him. I think Malik Monk again. I, I don't think he should win, but I don't know. I just never. I did his name didn't even come up in most improved, and I thought that was weird. I thought that was just Laker hate. Um, I mean. If you think Malik Monk, then why are we not talking about Miles Bridges either? Because I, I agree with that too. But he season. kind of fizzled towards the end. Miles Bridges too. He kind of he he was at the top of the MIP. Yeah, he was year. early in the year. That's that's what we were all talking about. Was he was going to win Most Improved Player? But I yeah. think the thing with like these three guys is like on the teams that they're on, they are the best player on those teams. Yeah, they do everything. So yeah. I think that's why, you know, they're in this uh they are they are the ones listed here rather than Malik Monk and Miles Bridges because they're not the best players on their teams. That's true. That could be like they're too. not even, you know, the second they're probably like the third best scorer on their teams. Yeah. So I mean Bridges is probably if Gordon Hayward's healthy, he's probably like the fourth option. Yeah, but I mean Hayward wasn't healthy, like so <laughs> um <laughs> I think Jaws going to win it also, but I mean, I would like DeJounte to win it because behind Jokic, he was the second with most triple doubles this season. Yeah. And he was the league's uh, steals leader. That's true. Who, Malik, who, uh, Jaws? DeJounte. DeJounte oh, was. Yeah. yeah he, t- he took it from Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always believed in DeJounte. I don't know what it is, man. I've always liked him. Uh, and I think he's just going to continue to get better, uh, you know, and keep working on his game because I think he has, like, a complete game um, besides, like, his three-point shooting. I think that's what he really struggles Complete with. side note and tangent. Is this is, is this the last uh, year we see Greg Pop? It, uh, see, that I breaks was, my heart, but see, I, I was, think it might be. I was thinking so, and then Becky Hammond decided to take the Aces job. Congrats to you, you Miss Becky. We but, win it. We win it this year, baby. Let's go, Aces. Continue, sir. But <laughs> if if Becky didn't take the job at the Aces, I would. I was gonna say, yeah, this was his last year, and then Becky was gonna take over. But I think Pop wants. We can't, one lo- more we year. can't lose Coach K and Pop in the same year, man. We can't. No. That can't happen. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Coach Coach Pop deserves a uh, a farewell tour. I, he's he's not. He deserves one. it. He doesn't want one. 
Hey, no, he might not gonna, want anything that has like to do with it. He doesn't like anything that does with him individually. He hates that. Yeah. That's true. He's going to go out the way TD did where he'll just randomly announce it in the summer and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, that was my last season. Yeah. Like, I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't come out in some exit interview during the Spurs. Like, yo, just so y'all know. Actually, I'm not retiring. I'm, 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 I'm not retiring from coaching. Well, I'm retiring from coaching, but I'm just moving up and I'm going to be a part of the front office. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised there hasn't been any rumors or any conversations of him moving up in the front office already. Because I, I thought that was going to be one of the first things that happened. I don't yeah. think he wants to do that, though, honestly. Probably not. Because that's a lot more responsibility and headache to deal with. Like, all he has to do is coach the guys. He doesn't have to go and pick and choose and scout and, you know, pay them. That's like, true. That's, that's true. a whole lot of other work. Like, you just got to tell him, run the plays that he's been running for, what, 30 years? Yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. All righty. So the question everybody's been waiting for, most improved player or MVP, most valuable player, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Nikolai Jokic. I'm gonna let y'all talk first. I'm I got a biased answer in this, and then I got a, I got a whole ass. I'm gonna let tangent. Gab talk first, and then I'm just gonna ask you a question. What month are we in? So six <laughs> months ago, when we did the very first episode of this series, yeah, and we were making fun of Dustin so hard for thinking Jokic was gonna get back to back MVP, we were. and now like. The joke is on us. Like that guy's gonna joke fucking is on win us. it. Yeah, like that guy is having a better season this year, like statistically, than he had last year when he won MVP. And last year, I would say, you know, Embiid was hurt, and that's why he got kind of thrown out of it, and why you know Jokic really got it. But this year, I believe Jokic is the actual MVP. But I will say. It was very hard um, to watch his team only get sixth because he is the only guy who literally does everything for them. Um, but if they didn't make, like, the play-in, I don't think Jokic would be winning MVP. But I'm glad he got his team to the playoffs at least because I think Embiid would have got it. But Jokic is... Jokic is literally doing the whole damn thing. Um, and I will say sorry to Dustin now for how we were <laughs> six months ago mm. when we were like, nah, mm. he's not going to do it. Like, mm. we were rooting for Steph, man. We were. <laughs> Time changes. That's the thing about Potty. Um, yeah. What I was about to ask. Uh, so, real quick, I'm on a just before I ask you this question, I'm, I'm on Joker's uh, basketball reference page. Um, are you aware, Dustin, of these these nicknames that I've never heard of him being ever called in life? What, what is the hell? What the hell is a big honey? Who, big who honey, calls Joker, the big honey, bro. He's big honey, bro. He's the big what, white dude. What does dude. that even mean? He's the big white dude in he's, the league. He's, he's Winnie the Pooh. What? Yeah. Okay, bro. You do you do you not remember when Jokic was first in the league? They did the whole article how he used to drink two two liters of coke before every game. That what does that have to do with honey? That would have been big sugar rather than big <laughs> yeah. Honey. But no, what I'm trying to say is is that like there's he's got some weird nicknames out there. 
And uh, like, also one is called the Cookie Monster. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's some nickname his lover gave him or something, but nobody calls him Big Cookie Monster. What's what is happening? Yeah, is that what his wife calls him? Like, yeah, is that what his wife calls him? Hey, like, and that just slipped in the basketball reference. Hey, I, look, bro, I don't know. All I know is the dude's back to back MVP. Oh my god. Okay, so real quick, <laughs> your uh, this is my question. What is your definition of MVP? And then you can go on your your ISO. Alrighty. So I have different references I look at for MVP. Uh, before I go on this big spiel, uh, shout out to Giannis. Uh, you're the reason why I beat my uncle in fantasy basketball this year. Fucking champion. Let's go. Um, but for MVP conversation, I look at somebody that is like, I look at his numbers last year, right? His numbers last year versus this year, he's improved. Um, I also look at the importance of when he is off the floor versus when he's on the floor and what his plus minus is with him and his teammates. Um, so this year, Jokic, when the Nuggets do not have Jokic, they've only won two games out of 10, I think, or it was like what he missed. I think he missed like four or five games this year and they only won like two games out of the five. So that that's the big big thing I look at. Um, overall, for the last three seasons, I think they said that the Nuggets are two and nineteen or twenty nine when Jokic misses games. Uh, so that that to me looks big. Uh, when Embiid missed games, the 76ers had a winning record. Um, I also look at when Giannis misses games. Giannis, when he's off the floor, he has his team has a winning record. Jokic does not. They have actually probably some of the worst plus minus when Jokic is off the floor. And when Giannis is off the floor, the plus minus changes a little bit, but it's still right around the same. And same with Embiid. Like last night, like I don't know if you watched the Nuggets Warriors play. As soon as Jokic went off the floor, the Warriors went on a 13-0 run, and that's when the game got lost. And it's tough. And there's actually a uh, stab mouse on Twitter. Shout out to you. Uh, he took the opportunity to do basic stats, advanced stats, advanced stats plus in uh, minutes or like minutes stats. And uh, out of the categories here, there's 40 categories here. Jokic leads 30 out of the 40. Giannis and Embiid have five apiece. And when I'm looking at these numbers and looking at the what each player has done Jokic also led his team in every single category this year points rebounds assists and blocks so to me sounds like a LeBron year Continue. yes it sounds like a LeBron year and to be honest with you like a guy that is missing his best scorer and his second best scorer on the team like for you to put up numbers to a not be in the playing game and to you know still having a winning record like they do you deserve it at the end of the day Embiid he gets most of his points now at the free throw line and like that's that's cool let's see <laughs> that, that that's cool you know you're sarcastic as that's cool continue <laughs> and you know to be honest with you if Giannis, if if Jokic was to lose this I would be okay with him losing it to Giannis Giannis you know, had another phenomenal year. Giannis, in my in my opinion right now, for best player in the league, he's like he's one A. Pat Pat Bev? 
Nah, he's one A. God. Okay, my bad. Nah, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is is one A at the moment, just because of the tear that he's been on. I mean, right before the regular season ended, he went on a what forty? Who was what forty four points, fifty points? Well, Pat Bev, what you're saying is Pat Bev is right under Giannis. Nah, Pat Bev is like. <laughs> Like maybe five or six <laughs> tiers below Giannis. Like, what do you mean? Pat Bev just won the playing championship. What are you oh, talking yeah. about, man? What? Yeah, but the the cap it off. I mean, this is kind of some of the things I looked at. This he's the only player, only player top ten in points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game. He has he he has better stats than this MVP year, and he also did this without his two best scorers. And on top of it. He led the league this year in plus minus with his teammates, and the only teammate he did not lead with plus minus is was Compazzo, and fuck him, <laughs> he's trash. And didn't Jokic? He's the what only a hater. To have two thousand points, one thousand. Yeah, but see, here here's the thing: when Russ won his MVP, he had over two thousand points and everything else. Everybody was making a big deal about that. And to be honest with you, Russ won it. Big whoop de whoop. Russ, wow. if, Ru- if Russ won it, happening on people right now. Whoa. Well, Russ won it because he was the first one to average a triple double in a fat minute. He was the best player on a shit team, just like how Jokic is the best player on a shit team. Right now. <laughs> like if you're gonna give it to, if you're gonna give it to Russell Westbrook when he's averaging a triple double, and Jokic is damn near averaging it, and he's the best player on his team on a shit team, then you got to give it to him. Yeah, because like, wasn't it Cat who said it before? that Russ is the stats chaser. Yeah. And I was like, that's literally the reason why he's the all-time triple-double leader and has zero rings. Yeah, that that's true. Um, I do have to say, though, uh, if uh, MPJ or uh, Jamal ever hear this, uh, I'm glad y'all are resting. Come back next year. I don't want y'all to come back hurt. And, MPJ need a whole new body, dude. And and I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, we did this year for uh, MVP or back to back MVPs. We didn't we didn't care about winning the shit this year. I, I, that's how my expectations were. I was telling Kev and everybody. I got a question: that, Is Austin is Austin Rivers like y'all fifth or fourth best player on the team, dude? He's. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, and I like I'll get. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna give you best to worst for the Nuggets roster. Aaron right Gordon now. is the second best. No, right. no. <laughs> Here comes no. The Aaron Gordon. Oh, no, okay. So it, it, it goes realistically. It goes Will Barton number two. No, right? no, no, no. It goes yo. It goes Jokic. It goes Jokic one. Jokic tired number two. Uh, Jokic on the bench number three. Wow. And then it's cracked out. Uh, Corey Brewer, aka Will Barton. <laughs> Corey Brewer. And so Will Barton's the second best player. Second Wait, best man, player. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, he Aaron Gordon's been hurt all year. He's our he's he's our third best. And then Austin Rivers, oh Bones Jones and Austin Rivers. I nah, mean, Austin it's Rivers. nah. To be honest with you, it's been Jeff Green, oh. Monte Morris, Bones Highland, and then Austin Rivers. Uncle Jeff. Yeah, you. I can't believe you forgot about Uncle Jeff like that. And to be honest with you. Brian Forbes is actually above right. Austin Raven. Uh, Austin <laughs> Rivers. Oh, oh, oh. The he hates Austin Rivers, Austin. and he likes to discredit what that guy did for them in the playoffs last 100%. year. And I started calling him a uh, Denver legend, Austin Rivers. Yeah, Denver legend. gets 
so mad at me. Bro, to be honest with you, Davion Reed, our G League uh, two-way player that we signed this year, is better than Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're just being disrespectful as hell. It's not disrespectful. I I just like... I you're just like so. I, I, I know when your emotion gets involved, you just get really disrespectful. Yeah. Before you ask the question, uh, Chicago's got it within one with eight minutes left in the oh uh, God, fourth quarter. Yeah, there's nothing like game ones. Right? Um, what was I about to ask? See, damn it, you made me lose my. Tr- okay, is, oh, I got it. Is uh, if if and when most likely when Joker wins uh his second MVP trophy. Does that make him the greatest nugget of all time? He's already the greatest nugget of all time. Melo didn't win shit in Denver. <laughs> Bro, you, when you take over Carmelo Anthony's number and then you shit on every oh record he's had God. and win MVP, you're already the best nugget there is. Do the Nuggets have a win jack shit? The best thing that's happened <laughs> to the Nuggets is when we so uh, went to the, the Western, Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. And when that's when Trevor Ariza and Shannon Brown became the legends that they are. In For a Laker long time, history. I used to think Kevin Martin. I'm just playing. I'm Kenyon Martin. I was about to say Kenyon, but it was a joke. Hey, to uh, be honest with Nene you, Nene Hilario is rolling over in his grave. He's not dead. Anyway, um. yeah, no. But uh, uh, to be honest, Nuggets our best player in NBA history for the Nuggets is going to be. He's Joker. Is Joker already okay? Yeah, it's already jokage. Like, to be honest with you, like, I get why Melo was on the 75, but, like, you can honestly sub Melo out with jokage. This guy's <sighs> wild, man. Uh, uh, you have any other questions you want to talk about, man, before you get mad more disrespectful? <laughs> this guy is a wild God, man. You, he you actually Joker, saw... Joker's been in the league for seven or eight years, and he's been at this level for two years, and then you... He's actually been at... He's, Kev, he's actually been on this level for the last four years. He's been on this level for the last four years, two maybe four years. three and a half years. Four years, four years. Uh, uh, I I do gotta say, Kev, I uh I, I got receipts of uh, everybody that made fun of me for saying Jokic was gonna win MVP. I'm I'm year. on NBA Reference right now, and I'm gonna tell you right now, all you people he's only that, he's only been averaging over twenty. He so. He's only been averaging over 25 for the last two seasons. He's been at 19, 20 in, 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 in 2019 uh, season. And then 2017, 2018 season, he averaged 18. What are we talking about here? He's only been at this level for two years. Yeah, when he became skinny Jokic. Hey, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be real honest with you. Us Denver fans, we forget about Melo because of how shit went down. And like I, yeah, he's still to, hurt. Like to be the honest with you, inside yeah, is still hurt, Kev. He's never gonna get over this. No, I, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I, he's I'm gonna not. die on this hill, Kev. I'm telling you. I'm gonna die on this hill, like I'm gonna die he's on this hill. Of hills. I he do. Does. <laughs> Actually, Kev, 2018 and 2019, he averaged 20 points, and in 2019, 2020. That's what I said. Average. I said 25. Yeah. He's only averaged almost 20 over 25. For the last two seasons, then yeah. over twenty five is like MVP level. But, so he's only but been when you're a Nuggets fan and you haven't season. had much success and only recent memory. Yeah, but don't player. say he's better than Melo. He should be bumped off of Melo. Just relax, please, chill. Yeah, relax. for real. Like Melo is on relax. the top ten for all time scoring. Yeah, yeah. There's, he's there's top a ten. Reason why? Hey, great yeah. score, but never could win shit in Denver. Oh my. God. Let's let's I move mean, on. he couldn't win shit anywhere. No, you I just said nobody won really... anything in Denver, so nobody. Yeah, Jokic. So, so, hey, Jokic. Jokic changed the narrative on that. Let's oh let's be honest God. here. He changed the narrative. We won MVP, and then we got some hope when we went to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers in the bubble. 
But hey, we haven't been healthy since that moment. And like, it's kind of like Nuggets, like history. Like we get to the Western Conference Final and then we have a team that can compete and then, then they just blow it up. After, and then they like, get the ass beat by uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. <laughs> oh, speaking <laughs> of, speaking of, Kev, how yeah. you feel about your boy CJ doing his thing? I'm proud. Lola. I'm proud. I'm a proud dad. Proud. <laughs> I got to see my son. He's like when seeing one of your sons go to another team and he's just fine. And he's, I'm almost mad at the NBA because they, whenever they show the highlights and, you know, the, like the, the scheduling and they show Brandon Ingram, I'm like, they haven't been with us since until CJ got there. It should be CJ's picture there right now. But you know, I BI's been there longer, so whatever. But so I do have a question for you, Kev, and this sure. is the question I was gonna blindside you with. Okay. Your Daniel Gr- or what's the GM name? It's uh Daniel Griffin, Griffin or David, David Griffin, yeah. Your David Griffin, Zion Williams hasn't been healthy for the last two and a half years. Your team sure. is winning. You got a young star in BI. You just traded for a guy that should be an all-star. A you professional scorer. A, a an professional assassin, scorer. A, playoff, a playoff monster. Yep. Continue. Do you move on from Zion this year to get a player that can help your team win now, or do you bring Zion in and hope it works? No. I think uh, – I, I I know David Griffin gets a lot of grief in the in the media. I like I like David Griffin. Um, I think you hold on to Zion. Um, I think you play the quali- qualifying offer game with them because I know we we know uh, we know this this um this off season he can opt out and potentially go somewhere, but because of his injury history, I think he's gonna opt in. And then you like I say, you just you just play the game with him. He pro- his team will probably be upset with you, but I think you gotta when you if you going to resign him, you have to do the Joel Embiid. Steph Curry thing where you sit down with him and you go over all these checkpoints of all in his contract, say, Hey, you can't go over this way or boom, you don't get this money. You, you got to play this many games. Boom. You got like, you got to play that game with him because he's such a, his talent is so high, but we, like you said, he hasn't played that much, but I think you keep him. I think Zion gives you a ceiling um, that having just, you know, a team with BI and, CJ, uh, it it raises your 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 floor, and plus you don't like again. I, we still, in my opinion, we still haven't seen the best version of Zion. I, I think there's another level in there, especially defensively, that we haven't tapped into. I don't think he can play five in the Western Conference because there's a, you know, there's an MVP guy who who gets like the average twenty seven and thirteen and. Seven assists that plays for the Nuggets. I don't think that'll go really well if he plays. Zion's got to get on the Jokic diet and something, something. Okay. He, I mean, <laughs> we we all we've all talked about that. I just I don't. They just it's the way he runs too. He runs really weird. It's a lot of things with Zion, man. So just, from what you were kind of breaking down, and this is kind of like the category that like I've put Zion in, and this is a category like you made fun of me for. Uh, oh, please don't go. Please don't go down this hill. He. <laughs> Zion right now is in that category of the Danny Grangers, the Grant Hills, the Brandon Roy's, and the Greg Odings right now. Where wow, they you play just hurt me. To, is this you just want to talk crap about my Blazers? Just let me no, know. no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not you trying just to talk to hurt a Blazers fan's heart. Like, no, I, it's, 
Nah, like I, I'm, I'm being serious. Like he's following in that Damn, category. Of, my, my stomach started to hurt. Well, it's not even just the Blazers. I was trying to more be of the Danny Granger and the Grant Hills to where it like he plays great and then he's hurt. He plays great, then he's hurt. And he has the caliber of being an all-star like Danny Granger was and Grant Hill was. But at the end of the day, like, you got to stay healthy. And in this league right now, um, it's kind of like what everybody in the media and everybody was saying last year. For you to, you know, be great is your availability. And right now, his availability hasn't been the best. And I feel like right now, with – if the Pelicans had somebody that they could plug into Zion spot and not have that liability on their team, I feel like they would be in a better spot than they are yeah. now. But I agree. I'm going to kind of wrap this up here. I'm going to let Gab get a quick minute in to talk about her heat real quick. Cause uh, I, she's been listening to us talk about the Blazers, the Nuggets and our, our opinions. I kind of want to hear what she has to say about her team right now. We looked really nice today. We shut Trey Young down, um, which was great. That man had Big eight points. Yeah. He was one for 12 for field goals, zero for seven from the three-point line, and all his points were basically from the free-throw line. Um, it was great. Um, I am holding on to this Clint Capella like injury for as long as I can. Um, John Collins is also not John Collins right now, so um, – my team, man, we looked really nice today. Right team, if we right can, time, right place. Right yeah, now. if we can, you know, stay consistent like this and play team basketball, because we didn't do that last year, and that's why Milwaukee swept the fuck out of us. They didn't sweep the fuck out of you. They beat the fuck out of you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so that shit, like, we're coming for blood. And Kyle Lowry, oh, my God, what that man does, like, to really take the pressure off Jimmy and let like Jimmy do what he has to do without being like the primary ball handler um, is fantastic. And if we stay healthy and if we stay this consistent, like I'll see y'all in the Eastern conference finals. Dude. Okay. So uh, Kev, would you say the heat getting Kyle Lowry this off season was like when the bucks traded for true holiday? No, and and not and not and it's not because of what Kyle Lowry does, honestly, because he he he's literally one of those guards that could fit on any team. But that I think that's taken away from the credit of what the Heat have rose from diamonds in the rough. You know, obviously taking the shot at Duncan when Duncan was a D three player on Michigan, uh, and I know he didn't have the best season this season, but obviously he balled out today. Um. That's all we need him to do. <laughs> I, play better defense. Because I was, which I think he's been doing. Like he actually like deflected the ball and got steals and stuff today. And I was like, yeah. who the hell is this guy? And, <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's what you guys were missing was a guy that can be like a true point guard and a guy that's going to play defense. And when you guys had Dragic, you guys didn't really have that. And then when you did the experiment of Tyler Hero at point guard, that didn't really work out for y'all as well. So. And, yeah, because Tyler here is a shooting guard. And He's Kendrick not a point guard. and Kendrick Nunn, uh, Los Angeles Laker bench warmer, Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> but uh, 
at, uh, at the end of the day, you guys got a player that the same effect what the Bucks were missing because before that they had what was it George Hill starting and Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, I think so, so. And then they traded and got it got Holiday and look what happens. The first year with Holiday, they won a championship. And I also think PJ Tucker is a hell of a contributor as well. Um, yeah, with his corner threes and what he brings defensively because. That's what Miami was really lacking last year was our defense. And now we're, what, fourth for defense efficiency or whatever. So I think there's a lot of improvements that we've done, all the right improvements as well. Um, And the East was a really tough conference this year. And Finding finding a guy like Struce, too, that is not being talked about. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that guy. Like like, That guy is a dagger. Like. We just got uh, the uh, white boy shooting, uh, man. Great, great Vincent too. I think his name is was it Gabe, great Vincent? Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Like finding those guys, that like it's 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 not talking. Yeah, about you don't enough. need you don't need first round draft picks to. They you find know. them. They yeah. find them. To be honest with you, shout I, out to our scouting man. To be they honest with them. you, you gotta give uh you gotta give GM the year to uh Pat Riley. You you have to from just like you said. Uh, who would you, who would you give it to? That, but he's up there for sure. Well, well, you gotta think about it. Let, let, like, I'm, I'm honestly, it. the if you want to talk about great GM work, the Grizzlies being the you know the second seed in yeah. the Western Conference and but, having having that team with all those young players having flexibility, having cap space, and also having picks like yeah, that but, is a masterclass. But let, let's talk about the work that uh, Mr. Pat Riley has done this year. I yeah. mean, look, he, his first move was going out and get Kyle Lowry. He got and, Kyle Lowry. And, and let's he, just talk about who see, he traded to get Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he yeah. traded He traded Dragic, what? Dragic, Precious, Dragic, Precious, and a draft pick? I think so. Yeah, a draft pick. And then you go in, you bring in Max Struess. You bring yep. in Caleb. Is it Caleb? Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. You go yep. out and bring in Gabe Vincent. You yep. still bring in Victor Oladipo on a cheat deal, even though he only played ten games this year. You yep. go out and get PJ Tucker, who's beat it's up close. Your, like I said, yeah. it's, it's close. My only thing, and then maybe I'm maybe I'm asking a different, answering a different question. Just I love Jimmy, but that contract is is not going to be great towards the end. But if you win the championship, like you guys got to the finals two years ago in the bubble, obviously. Um, it it it, it helps, but that contract is not going to be. It's not going to look great. Like huh? Jimmy took us to the finals by himself because Dragic yeah. got hurt and so did Bam. After yeah. Bam blocked Jason Tatum, that game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, like yeah. he wasn't the same after. He basically broke his fucking wrist. Yeah, for that block. Yeah, he did. Well, Mr. Kev, go ahead. Let's let's talk about those millennials, man. Yeah. I, like, where 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 can we find those millennials? Where where can we uh, find them? If you want to look at three very <laughs> mid-looking, uh, uh, middle-aged, uh, just before forty-looking men on YouTube, you can find us on those millennials and on YouTube.com, or you can stream us on Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Uh, there's another one I'm supposed to be promoting because I. Just sent the email for them. Uh, Reason, I believe, is the other one we're on to. Uh, so yeah, you can check us out on those streaming services. 
All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this off here. We'll probably do another one at the end of the season, if not at the end of the season, right before summer league, right before the draft, free agents. We'll probably have more rumors coming up. I definitely want to do another one after the first round and just kind of continue Mm. this little playoff thing that we got going. Okay. Well, we got to see what works for Kev here, what what works for Kev. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this off. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.